Hi friends, welcome to the Connected Families Podcast. I am so glad that you joined us today. I'm Stacey Bellward, your host. Are you a single mom? Do you know a single mom? Being a single mom can be exhausting. Well, today is special. Lynn Jackson, co-founder of Connected Families, interviewed two single moms. She talked with these precious ladies about their unique parenting struggles and how the Connected Families Framework for Parenting has guided them on their parenting journey. So I just want to invite Lynn to the mic. Hi, Lynn. Hey, I'm so excited to be here. And I just want to say this podcast is going to bless any parent, but particular any mom, because these moms have such good wisdom that we can all learn from. Good. So you were able to interview two moms and we are going to kind of commentate them as we go through today and splice in chunks of their interviews. And so we're just thrilled to do that. We're working around our framework. So you talked to them about the framework. There's four levels of the framework. And Lynn, I know from working with all of our online courses, we often get the question from parents who are parenting in different situations. I'll just use that word. So their child maybe has autism or ADHD or, you know, maybe their kids are too young. They're always wondering, does the framework apply to me in my stage and with what I'm dealing with right now? And so I really think that probably there's many single parents that are wondering, well, you know, is this really for my family? Does it apply to my family? What would you say to them? I would say it so applies to single parenting. And it's kind of like, do it to the max. And that is what is going to be really helpful, very specifically for the unique challenges you face. Just a a quick overview of that and how it applies to single parenting. You know, single parenting is filled with extra challenges and stresses. And so we need a solid foundation, even more solid than someone that can quickly rely on another parent to tag team with. Like for you to grow strong in your sense of self and who you are in Christ. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. And then next week, we're going to be talking about the other parts of the framework where we relate to our kids, but connecting well with kids and really understanding them in their challenges, in the stresses that they're facing and empathizing and bringing lightheartedness into your relationship. And then that's the connect principle on top of foundation. And then on top of that is coach. And that's really the wisdom to guide kids through these extra challenges in a way that they come out stronger and with well-equipped to deal with other challenges in their life. And then finally, just a a quick look at the, the role of correction as a single parent. There's just some fun nuances that you'll learn next week that really take that principle of guiding kids towards reconciliation and just apply it to single parenting. So when we have seen single parents thrive, we can look back and go, wow, they really did the framework. And we can all learn from them. So I'm super excited about this episode. We spend a lot of time on the foundation here at Connected Families, the you are safe with me doing the internal work for Mm -hmm. us parents to grab onto God's grace and truth for ourselves first so that we can then give it to our kids. And I think that through these interviews, what we've seen and what we want to communicate today is that when single parents with their bigger challenges that they have, when they are able to grab onto God's grace and truth, that's even a bigger example of the sufficiency of Christ, a bigger example to their children that they are safe because of Christ. 
And I've seen some just wonderfully strong, faith-filled kids coming out of single-parent homes. And it's so cool to see God's grace just so powerful in those families. Yeah. So you were able to interview two super precious ladies. Just introduce those ladies to us. (laughs) Well, one is Wendy, and she has been a single mom for seven years. She's a good friend. We met about eight years ago. And so she's got lots of long-term perspective on this challenge. And then the other is Dawn that has been a single mom for about six months. And that's about how long I've known her as well. So it's a really great balance and contrast between the different stages of going through this situation. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to meet these ladies. So Lynn, set us up with the first clip that we're going to play. I started with foundation, of course, but just starting with that question of what were some key beliefs that kept you steady through the ups and downs? And you can see this is a question that applies to all parents, but boy, did they jump on this question and have some really good insights because certainly they've experienced some tough ups and downs and the way they hung on to faith was really fun. So let's hear from Wendy who really put some thought into this over the last seven years. When things were really hard, I had to remember some key beliefs that I would just go back to knowing, saying, and reading. And I would take a post-it note and I'd put it on my mirror. So I saw it every morning and there were days that I read those post-it notes and I'm like, I don't believe that. But it was funny because when it was hard, reading them on the good days helped them pop into my head really at a familiar time on the really bad days. And the big ones for me was trust in the Lord with all your heart and soul and lean not on your own understanding. There's so much that I didn't understand. And I just wanted pieces of the puzzle that I was likely never to get of how I got here. And I would just say, but God knows, like God knows. And that means I'm not alone. And I found that very comforting because that would just come back to me. Those words like God knows he knows you. He loves you. He knows your situation and he holds all the pieces. And that's why you don't need to have them all. I love that image. And I think Wendy in our conversation also mentioned that her mom used to have post-it notes of scriptures on her mirror. And so she learned that from her mom and I can just picture her. She's so authentic. Yeah. Some days looking at that going, yeah that's me. That's who I am. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next day looking at it and go, nah, not so much. But then having that thought come back to her when she really needed it. And I totally relate to that as well. You know, there was, cause that was kind of my ups and downs, you know, there'd be things I'd grab onto and learn one day and then not believe the next, but sometimes they'd just come to me when I really needed them the most. I love that of being authentic, but really putting that truth right in front of you constantly. Yeah. Hanging on to it. What stood out to you in that? When she said she felt like the rug had been pulled out from under her, mm-hmm. I just think that probably every single mom feels that way. The rug mm-hmm. was pulled out. They just weren't expecting this. A lot of people feel that way when we walk through really hard challenges like whiplash, what just happened. And her response was, What can I really trust? What is the sure foundation? And the sure foundation was God. It was who he is, that he was trustworthy in his relationship. And and she said that she said, that was the foundation that I had. That sometimes for me is where I have to go is like when I don't understand anything, 
I do know in my mind who God is. Yeah. Wendy's so sort of spontaneous, random, creative kind of a person. And she's a queen of analogies. And I love that analogy of the puzzle piece too. Like, cause I feel that way sometimes like, okay, I want to know all that's going to happen. And, you know, give me all the puzzle pieces. And she said, I realized God has the rest of the puzzle pieces. Mm-hmm. I don't need them all right now. Yeah. And that's just such a powerful image of him giving us one puzzle piece at a time. And we build that puzzle, but he sees the box top. Right. <laughs> I love the analogies that I kind of like analogies too. And one of the analogies that I share in our Grace and Truth for Moms course is just that God isn't interested in giving us a helicopter ride to the top of perfect parenting mountain where we are mm-hmm. wise and calm all the time. And our children are wise and calm all the time as well. He values his relationship with us more. And that relationship is formed as we hold on to his hand in a death grip, going through the woods, getting lost through the mud, the rocks over the streams of all the crazy tough stuff of parenting. And that builds that relationship. And we will climb with him as we hold on to his hand toward that higher place of parenting. So good. And she said that too. I wasn't alone. I knew I wasn't alone. So Wendy also talked about God's purposes of making something beautiful out of the challenges. And you'll just enjoy this next metaphor word picture that she's got for us here. The other one that I constantly held on to was God will take the situation and turn it into something positive. He will take all these frayed pieces of a life and he will weave them together in a beautiful tapestry. I remember hearing the story that Corey Tenboom told and she used this beautiful imagery of a tapestry, how on the front side it's gorgeous and all woven together so perfectly and how the colors come together so perfectly and you turn that tapestry around and it's just a hot mess. On the backside, it's frayed and there's knots and some pieces are long and some pieces are short. And for me, that was like, I felt so unfinished and frayed and messy. And it made me so unbelievably uncomfortable. But I constantly thought of God is weaving together this tapestry of my life and I have to hang on. And it also means I don't have to control everything because I know he's holding all those pieces together. And I think the hardest thing through that time is, of course, like those things require patience to be able to see like the fruit of that labor. And I'm not a super patient person, but I just kept telling myself, like, if there's anything I can trust in this situation when you feel like the rug was pulled out under you you start to question what you really can trust but the one thing I knew I could trust was God and my relationship with him and the foundation that that I had in him that was unwavering to me so those truths that were rooted in that were extremely important to me so I love that image of the tapestry and the hot mess on the backside. (laughs) and I remember the day you know just like so exasperated and I just had this powerful thought, God is going to use this for his good purposes. And it was like, all I could see was the frayed hot mess. But you know, he was weaving something beautiful that I began to see later. It's the foundation of who God is again, that we were just mentioning that he's in control that I can trust him for the long term outcome. So whatever the circumstances are in front of me, the work that I'm doing on myself and with my kids, God has the end goal in mind. So now we'll meet Dawn and she's a mom of teens and a fairly new single mom, but she had some really great responses to this question about the key beliefs that kept you steady through the ups and downs. 
I think that, you know, it may sound basic, but I, I think in any situation where you're faced with just a kind of an upheaval, upheaval in life and parenting, I, I just think as with any other trial, it, it just really came back to my identity. And I, and I had to just keep coming back to, you know, how God loves me, how God is pleased with me, how God delights in me and that God was always going to take care of me, that my identity would always be who he says I am. So for me, a kind of a a key verse that kept me going in my belief system, I had been walking one day, taking a walk and, and just talking to God. I like to talk to God on my walks. I was talking to God and just, you know, sometimes I am talking out loud a little bit too. So I don't know if it, you know, people hear me, but I was just kind of pouring out my heart, you know, God, I don't know how to see myself through this. And I just heard his voice say, I will quiet you with my love. And I just was so, and I just kind of stopped And the next day I was listening to a sermon and the sermon was about Zephaniah 317. The Lord, your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Mm -hmm. And that was, um, I just needed that. And throughout the past several years, God keeps bringing that verse at different times. A friend of mine had a relative who, who makes these beautiful wooden signs and he didn't know me. He didn't know who I was. And when I met him, he just handed me this sign and he said, this is for you. And it was that verse, Zephaniah 317. And I just, I mean, he didn't know me. He was very quiet. He didn't say a lot. He didn't want, you know, you know, (laughs) recognition. I walked back, you know, to where I was living and I just, I just cried. And, and so I just feel like God keeps speaking that over me. You know, I delight in you, Dawn. And that was really helpful because there can be a lot of shame. There can be a lot of isolation and, but God keeps telling me, no, I delight in you. And that's been a, that's been a really key belief that's kept me feeling more steady. Oh, I so love that. Lynn, that was just beautiful. (laughs) Oh, we all, every person on this planet has a deep need to know they are delighted in. Dawn is not the only single mom that God delights in. Yeah. So just take that. And he spoke that to her, both for her and for all the hundreds of moms, maybe thousands that will listen to this podcast. Yes. Encouraged that God delights in you. What a powerful story. Zephaniah 317. I just want to read it again. The Lord, your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with his singing. And one of the things I love about these two stories, these two different perspectives of Wendy and Dawn is that Dawn had something where God kind of broke through and seemed to communicate his delight in her. And that happens sometimes. But Wendy just hung on to what knew was true and was authentic with it. And there'll be times in our lives when we think, wow, the Lord just really did something special. And other times where we're just holding on to the truth. And it seems Mm. like we're doing that without any special signs, but it's still so 
true that mm-hmm. he loves us he's for us he delights in us he holds all the puzzle pieces he's making a tapestry that's beautiful for yeah. his glory and we realize that this is important for all parents and it's important for single moms because of the rejection and criticism that they've had because of separation and so really the rubber hits the road, right? And hanging on to all of this and hanging on to God's love when other people directly criticize you to your kids. That That is is hard, isn't it? So can you set up our next clip? It's about that. So we're going to hear from Dawn next. One of the things that can be really tough for single parents is when the kid's other parent criticizes them to their kids. I've heard that many, many times, and it's a unique challenge to hang on to God's grace and truth about you in that situation. And Dawn has some good words of wisdom for us and just authentic sharing about this challenge for her. And I usually just, you know, kind of go into my room and maybe cry or pray or call a friend. And then I get to a calm place and then I'm able to just talk to them. And I I usually just say, well, how did you feel about that? Because number one, I just kind of want them to be able to connect their emotion to what they heard. How did that make you feel? And Mm -hmm. I don't judge their emotion. Whatever they feel is what they feel. And then I just usually say something to them, like, I'm, I'm sorry about that. Or I'm, I'm sorry that, you know, you experienced that if it was a negative experience for them. And that's about it. I don't say a lot. It's a, maybe a lot less what I say and a lot more of, you know, my energy that's coming out. Um, I just have to work really hard to, to be calm in those moments. And like I said, sometimes I don't do it perfectly, but the times that I do be, you know, that I am able to calm myself and just focus on their feelings and helping them through it, obviously it goes so much better, but that is hard. That can set off all the triggers and alarm buttons, I think for a single mom. And I just uh, cannot really get through that without just having Jesus as my center. There's just really not another answer to help me through that. And I don't want my kids to see a a mom who's constantly ruffled by that. I don't want them to see that. I want them to see a mom who, wow, mom's okay with herself. Mom knows Jesus loves her. She's fine. This isn't going to ruffle her. She knows, she knows the truth, you know? And, and I think that that is really a good example of what we were talking about. There's some unique extra challenges with single parenting that are such a, 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 an opportunity for the gospel and Christ's power to come alive in a home. And this is one of them when you can stand up to criticism, know who you are, learn from anything that might be valid and get rid of the rest and stand strong. It's a, it's an incredible example to kids who will experience criticism at different times in their life. We all do. So a unique opportunity. Shore up that foundation and do what Wendy did by putting her post-it notes up and reading them in the days where she believed them or she didn't believe them. Yep. <laughs> Believing them in the good days to hold her through the hard days has to be what gives her the foundation to be able to be there for her kids in the face of, of this criticism of herself and to let them be so open. Okay, so let's hear from Wendy, the faith filled mom who wrote the post-it notes and was claiming (laughs) truth through that. 
I think one of the hardest things to deal with as a single mom is criticism or harsh words shared about you to your kids. It's extremely hurtful and I know that I felt frozen so many times of what is the right response to this because I know what I'm feeling inside me is anger and sadness and that like fight or flight response in me. For me, I constantly felt like I had to have all the answers for my kids. And through a lot of prayer, I kept getting this answer that was that like, that's not my role. Like, I don't have to be the answer keeper. And I felt so much pressure over that. When I started to look at my role a little bit differently as as like a coach and a leader for my kids, especially through a very difficult situation, I started to ask them questions about how things would feel. And that's still how I handle it today. And like, I always think too, like they look at you a little bit to say like, are you strong enough to handle this? Like, are you able to handle whatever it is I'm going to tell you? So one of my goals in that is to show them every single time I can handle anything here, like, because I can be this pillar of strength and you can lean into that. And then again, I could take my own feelings and I can process those later because that's my job, not yours. I'm not putting my feelings on you as a child to manage my feelings about this. I just thought that was so healthy to just recognize I don't have, when my kids come to me, whether it's saying dad said this about you or somebody at school said this, or I'm mad at you or whatever, I don't have to be the answer person. I'm a coach and a leader. And just that shift in perspective for her was so freeing. And she shifted to then asking her kids questions, Mm -hmm. which then causes them to think and to be able to process what's really going on inside of them. And she was the safe place Mm -hmm. for them to be able to express whatever they needed to express. But but Lynn, I wonder, like, for a single mom to be that strong, wow, so hard, which is why they need this foundation. They need people, don't they, to be able to be a safe place for them to process all of this, because it's got to be so hard to feel like you need to be strong all the time. Right. And that brings us into kind of the area of getting support from others. And we have invited actually a third guest, Christine, one of the staff at Grace Church who works with single moms that are that most of them are facing some extra economic and situational challenges and just need a little bit of a leg up. So we asked her this same question, what helps moms build a strong foundation? And she had some good insights in her years of experience working with single moms. I think the moms that have been able to are those that really have made faith a priority and they've made community a priority. Mm -hmm. And we've seen that those that really have pursued their own walk with the Lord, you start to see that ripple effect with their, with their kids and even a desire to then, Oh, I want my kid in Sunday school. I want my kid, you know, learning about Jesus or that church is important to me, but also they would be the moms that most consistently come to Wednesday night group or Sunday morning, that there's a realization that I need this support. And I would say those definitely would be the moms that have more consistency probably too with their kids and their parenting. And to me, the most successful moms that started with working on themselves first. 
and working on their own faith, their own relationship with God, dealing with their own hurts and pain, finding that healthy community. And then from that place, they start to have a better foundation from which to parent. And it's a long journey. It's not like a quick fix. So some of the moms too, that I would say are healthier have been with us now over three years. And and you see the commitment over the long term. And then you see the one of the most exciting things is you see how God answers their prayers. So it's so exciting when you can see that over the long haul, as moms get support, they can really deepen their faith in a way that strengthens their whole family. So Christine has gone through the Grace and Truth for Moms course with her single moms. And we talked about that and said, what are the the emotions of the five that I kind of address of the difficult emotions of, of being a mom, anger, anxiety, shame, isolation, and despair? What did the moms relate to the most? And she said, Oh, for sure. It was shame, isolation, and despair. As I looked at the flow of our conversations with Wendy and Dawn, it really addressed those issues. It's like the shame is dealt with by anchoring ourselves in who we are in Christ. And the isolation is dealt with by getting into supportive community. And despair, there's so much hope hope for single moms. So we're going to continue on that flow uh, now and begin to talk about Christine's experience with helping single moms with that lie of shame, that lie that I'm a bad mom versus I am a child of God who loves her kids and God treasures me as is. She said that that was so powerful for the single moms that she worked with. And we've been talking about that, the stability of God's love. And then moving on to that isolation lie. I'm alone in this versus the truth that God will never leave me nor forsake me. And he will provide support as I step out in faith. So we're going to dive into that in just a minute after we hear from my good friend, Stacy. <laughs> we're going to move to a commercial and you're going to hear more about the Grace and Truth for Moms online course. Are you ready to parent more peacefully? Do you find yourself feeling angry a lot? Well, we have a new five-session online course that will encourage you even in tough times. The course is called Grace and Truth for Moms, and it is a core teaching that comes out of the foundation for our parenting. Grace and truth are essential for us to be safe parents. The course is presented by Lynn Jackson, co-founder of Connected Families, and covers these topics. What is real truth? The real truth about me, the real truth about my kids, holding on to truth, even in hard times and fighting the accuser, and actually lots more. (laughs) Grace and Truth for Moms was made for small groups, whether that's you and a friend or a larger group that you are leading. When you register for the group, you have immediate access to all the online videos. This course takes little to no preparation on your part. No extra materials are needed. Your group members will be given forever access to the online material at no extra cost. Just press play and feel God's grace. Lori, mom of three, said this after she went through the course. God spoke to my heart, showing me how I have subconsciously been believing lies about myself and my parenting. I realized that I've had a goal of becoming some sort of perfect parent. I needed to let go of that goal and just rest in the truth that I'm doing my best and I will never be perfect, but Jesus is perfect. 
I hope you registered today. All the information about the Grace and Truth for Moms online course is in our show notes or go to connectedfamilies.org. Okay, we're back after the commercial. We have more from Dawn and Wendy and Christine, don't we, Lynn? Mm-hmm. So we asked Dawn about how she leaned into supportive community and she had a wonderful story about getting support from a little tiny church that she attended. My church family has been a huge support to me. It's a small church. I've attended there since my oldest was little and they have just really, really been my, my family in so many ways. My pastor, the people at church, my friends at church have really been supportive emotionally, financially. Uh, and I think one of the things that really struck me about their support too was when I first became a single mom, nobody asked a question like, well, why are you single? Or, you know, what happened? Or what's your story? Or there wasn't this question of, are you worthy of us helping and supporting you? It was just, you are in our family. You're in our church family and we love you. And so like once in a while, there'd be a check in the mail and just when I needed it or somebody inviting me to their house who knew that, you know, maybe that, that I felt alone or, you know, all of those things, but they were all freely given to me. There was, um, and my kids have experienced that too. When my kids go to church with me, people love them and hug them and just pour love on them and encourage them. Our pastor has just really gone out of his way to make my kids feel important. So I'm really grateful for my, for my church family. I love that's how the body of Christ was functioning for her. And it was a small church. And yet when I see Christine's outreach to single moms, there's so many of those same wonderful elements, even though Grace Church is one of the largest churches in the Minneapolis area. So that kind of help is available if moms are willing to step out, do the hard thing, ask for help, look for resources. Christine referenced an organization called Safe Families, which is a resource nationwide that can support single moms when they're just needing a little respite care for their kids. And there's organizations everywhere to strengthen single moms. And we'll have some local Minneapolis organizations in the show notes for you if you do happen to live near us. The third thing that Christine identified in this trio of tough emotions of single parenting, of shame, isolation, was despair. And despair hangs on that lie of, I can't do this. It's hopeless. Our problems are too big. Mm -hmm. What do you think of that lie, Stacey? (laughs) Well, I know where it comes from. Hopelessness (laughs) only comes from our enemy and it makes us just want to give up and, you know, and not try. But there's truth there, isn't there? And it comes from our father. Yeah. Yeah. The truth that God will be my partner in parenting. And right there, there is so much hope. And Wendy really experienced God's partnership in her parenting in profound ways. She was not alone, not alone in raising her kids. But in looking back, I can see just the consistency of his faithfulness and how he showed up with exactly what I needed and how much of the time I didn't even necessarily know what I needed. (laughs) 
So I can see him show up in so many ways. And so many times of that for me in my life was encouragement. Being a single mom of three kids for me was and is a bit of a lonely journey. And I'm someone who loves to be encouraged, but feels I'm very hesitant to ask for that encouragement. And so I would just find ways that God would give me extra energy or a new innovative idea or energy and longevity to connect with my kids at bedtime when I just wanted to tuck them in and have some time to myself. Those things, like it was like a gift of something extra that I didn't feel like I had that I was certain that didn't come from me. Lynn, I love how she looked to the father to give her encouragement in extra little ways. That's beautiful. Encouragement, strength, creativity. She leaned into the father as her co-parent in so many ways. And again, you know, this is upfront, right in your face issue with single parenting. But for sure, there are so many times when any parent can feel alone. We have our father to co-parent with us in that moment. I love it. I love how she modeled that she was seeking the father out mm-hmm. in each day. She would, you know, she had her eyes tuned to how he was there for her. And I've been encouraging parents lately to affirm yourself out loud. You need mm-hmm. encouragement. So say it out loud in front of your kids. Say what you did, what was good about that, maybe even the character that it took. Wow, I was so tired from work and I got a meal on the table. Yeah. (laughs) And now we're all able to eat and not go to bed hungry. And that took some real determination on my part. Are we glad that mom worked hard to get that meal on the table? What did each of you do today that you feel good about? I love that. I love using the phrase that I learned in the last few years. I like how I did that and saying that out loud to my kids. I like how I showed up right there. I feel good about myself for that reason. The small things and the big things. It's a shame buster for sure. Yeah. So we're moving on to that last one that the antidote to despair is hanging on to hope. And Wendy talks about how she held on to hope when she felt tempted to believe that her family was broken. So let's hear from her. The encouragement I found in that personally was that my kids weren't doomed. I need now it falls on me (laughs) to pull together to live in a healthy home now, because that is what is going to set them on a trajectory. And to me, that was like, I know exactly what I need to do. I'm pulling out my connected families framework. And that's what I totally subscribe to that as a parenting resource. And then God and I are going to figure this out together. And I found that so motivating and encouraging rather than like this doomed mentality that we were destined to be like stamped as divorced, broken family, my least favorite word in the whole world, because quite honestly, like we've never been more healthy and whole than we are. Like there's nothing broken about us. Don't you love that? Lynn, there's nothing, (laughs) there's nothing nothing broken. And she walks in that. Yeah. Mm. And the identity that that will give to her kids, Mm -hmm. there is nothing broken about you. You are whole. And that is what defines all of us. Yeah. Oh, so she, after walking in hope and faith for seven years, really had some beautiful words that that we're going to wrap up with just about hope and God's hope that shines when the things are darkest. 
I will trade in, like Jesus is going to help me trade in my ashes for beauty. And I just kept saying that, like, I'm going to take these ashes of what was burned down and Jesus is going to turn it into something beautiful and constantly thinking that. And then those other thoughts I said at the beginning, and then creating some sort of equivalent affirmations that I would say to my kids over and over again for that consistency, the bond that that created between all of us is the very bond we hold on to today. And like my kids will remind me, even my 14 year old will be like, Hey, you didn't give me my blessing. And I be like, I'm coming, I'm coming back. (laughs) But it's those little things that create the consistency. It's not, it's not the big things. It's the everydayness. Like that's where the life is. And that's actually where the life gets rebuilt. That she's trading in ashes for beauty in just those little moments of proclaiming value over her kids, of proclaiming a blessing over her kids. It blesses her, it blesses them, it reflects the heart of the Father, and it creates beauty out of ashes. Amen. And I'm guessing if we know Wendy, and like she said in the beginning, there's days where she can fully believe that and say it with passion, and there's days where she doesn't believe it. She just says it. And the power in that to create a new culture in her family with her kids. It's really amazing that something we can all learn from. I think this verse is a good wrapping, framing scripture for us and a blessing over all single moms and our single parents and married parents, whatever. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. Just because you come with your bucket? No. As you trust in him. So that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I love that. It's like the natural result of as you trust in him by the power of the Holy Spirit. Romans 15, 13. Amen. This was a beautiful conversation that we had today. You and I, and then bringing in Wendy and Dawn and Christine, we're going to continue our conversation in part two, where we hear from these moms and how they've been able to take this foundation for themselves and then pass it on to strengthen their children through their challenges. We'll come back to the mic next time, Lynn. Sounds great. Thanks for listening. Do you know a friend who would benefit from hearing this episode? Please share. And while you're there, rate and review so others can find us more easily. In our next episode, we will continue on with part two of Lynn's interviews and conversations about how the Connected Families Framework has been an important guide for single moms in their parenting journey. For more information about Connected Families, go to connectedfamilies.org. See you next time. 